We're back once again. Yep. Sovereign Mind, the podcast. <laughs> I just love I, lo- I just love doing my radio voice. I, you know, it's all I got. But it, you know. so today, and downtown Reading. It's downtown in Reading at the uh, epicenter of freedom. Uh, anyway, MountaintopMedia.com uh, is where you want to go. We're on Rumble, Spotify, all that stuff. Rumble is uh, MKent101. Uh, and so, uh, we're supported by Patriots Educating Concerned Americans now, a tax deductible, uh, outfit that you can send money to and we'll use it to keep us on the air. Uh, and all those Patriots out there, thank you thank for you. supporting us over yeah. all these years. Absolutely. So let's, yeah, let's we get, appreciate you. Let's, uh, let's get, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So let's get started with the first, uh, the first clip here. And uh, and then we can that'll kind of tell you where we're going. So this I think is one of the most important stories. Now this oh. is on January second. We couldn't get to it earlier, but what's interesting is that uh, bankers are discussing bail-ins, and what bail-ins are is <laughs> to deal with the impending market collapse. Now when we say market collapse, that could mean uh, I mean we're talking about uh, you know not just a collapse like. 2008, but something that could be a lot more, a lot lot more, a lot more. Yeah. It covers a lot of different, uh, what I want to say, a lot more area. So go ahead and scroll down. And I wanted to show, okay, right there. See now I, I, I had this up for a while and there were these clips that they took out of the meeting on Twitter. All right. And so I went to go get the clips. There was three clips that were showing that they were kind of telling what was going on. Go ahead and hit the clip to go to Twitter. Or the link. Wow. It doesn't, doesn't ex- exist doesn't anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. Go ahead and close that out. And isn't that interesting? And they're all like that. Okay. Now, go back to the where we were. Uh, um, uh, yeah, there we go. At Need to Know News. And so what I had to do... Was I, you know, so they're talking about, uh, you know, the federal, these, now these are They're the, talking about the bankers getting out of the banking system, well, basically. Well, the Federal yeah. Deposit Insurance Corporation officials are discussing how to approach, to, to deal with the next, the next approaching market collapse and hide alarming data from depositors to prevent bank runs and video, uh, bank runs. And there's video of the meeting shows that the video is gone. So what, what's going on here is that the FDIC's Systemic Resolution Committee uh, advisory committee uh, held a meeting in November about the next market crash, and I and also inside this, the FBI's in these meetings as well. Yes, and so uh, you know what they've done is they've created a credit bubble that is going to burst. Now, what's what's so who cares? And they're trying to make it so the American people don't know about it or you know protect themselves or well, anything until such time, and then they go, oh well. And that's the question: is why should we care? We should care because. This is if you've got money in the bank. What a bail-in means is they can take your money and steal it right out from under you legally under the Dodd Frank Act. Right, they did that in uh, Florida. Well, the Bank of America just did it not too long ago. Well, there's it. It gets worse, and I need to. I want to get this information out there. So let's go to the next clip, which would be uh, the News Wars one. And uh, so scroll down on this. And to get the video to uh, 1 minute, 35, and 10 seconds, okay? Yeah, right there. Go to See if you can get it to 1 minute, uh, uh, 35 minutes, and 10 seconds. And, uh, yeah, because there's like three hours. So what they did was I was able to capture the meeting, uh, but uh, you almost have to watch the whole thing to find the clips. Well, of course, yeah, they don't want you to... Uh... <laughs> 
Well, pick that out. That's funny. They they scrubbed this on every platform that I could find except this one. All right. So go to one minute. Uh, I'm sorry, one hour, 35 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah, one hour, right? Oh, oh. Go back just a little bit about there. It's one third, right there. That's fine. Okay. Now, th this is these guys talking about. These are the guys in charge of everything. Go ahead and run the video, and then we'll talk about it after we get through it. Relationship for when you have to make a stabilizing statement. I wondered whether there are some market tests of whether you're being heard. And I think about TLAC. So TLAC should spread should respond to good and bad news about the institutions. And it's really important. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. That's and and it could be an early warning signal to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices, this is uh, similar to what Jay was saying, in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. It would be, I think, an interesting study to look at the evolution of market prices in a situation like March Okay, 20. go ahead and kill it there. Now, let's start with TLAC. What, yeah. What is TLAC? I was, I was just looking right, that up. Let's go to TLAC, and I'll show you. It's, it should be the next uh, slide here. And that is what that is is uh, total loss absorbing capacity. Total loss absorbing capacity is an international standard uh, finalized uh, to the Financial Stability Board in November of 2015, intended to ensure that the global systemic important banks have enough equity and bail-in debt uh, to pass losses on to investors and minimize the risk of a global, uh, of a government bailout. Okay. Now, what does that mean? It means instead of having the government bail them out, they're going to be bailed out by their depositors and investors. And how do they do that? They take, <laughs> take their your money. money. <laughs> okay, they're going to steal everybody's yeah. money legally. All right, and so yeah, so that's the total opposite of what banks are supposed to be doing. They're going to steal your money. So from the it, shareholders, when you get and you start to understand this, and I'm just trying to show you what's going on here, as that this is a real problem. Let me get my there we go, so I can hear uh, the. So let's go to the next slide, which is going to be. Uh, and I noticed at that table they were all all had name tags that said FDIC in front of them. Okay, understanding bailouts to bail ins, understanding the Dodd Frank Act. Now let's uh, yeah yeah let's uh, let's scroll down here, and I'll tell you go to uh, go to conclusions at the bottom, and uh, you'll see it uh, right at the bottom. Okay, conclusions. Okay, so. So what you have to understand here is that uh, uh, previous our perhaps ourselves investors can share and I okay so uh, the third paragraph perhaps we should remind ourselves that investors in bank shares can be just as naive as an ordinary customer of a bank or a bank depositor there's no financial expert expertise required to be either most like likely neither are aware of the new rules governing our banking system 
today and how easily they can be drawn into a financial quagmire of which they are ill-equipped to handle. For sure, neither the average bank shareholder nor bank depositor has any intention of ever running or owning a commercial bank by simply making a depositor buying a bank share uh, any more than we would. Yet all this could change in the blink of mm-hmm. an eye if the bank is declared insolvent and those individuals are partly are party, party to the insolvency uh, in either role. Unfortunately, the way our laws are set up today could find themselves in the identical situation as Cypriots. Now, we're talking about Cyprus, where they just confiscated everybody's uh, accounts. Uh, uh, right. And the, the depositors, all of it. There, there was one guy that had a million dollars in retirement in there, and he was able to draw $100 a week out or something yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, and they get stock in a failed bank. We're talking about the United States. We're not talking about some other country here. Is it, imp- you know, and... Uh, and if you don't think it won't happen, you're fooling yourself because it definitely is going on. They're working at this right now. Yes, that's why they're talking yes. about the uh, the uh, the digital currency and uh, other things and other things. Yes, now, they the, got several things in place that they're working on, and and not they don't want the American people to know for them to freak out yet. That well, that's what they're, why they're covering this up. Yes, they see it's coming. They say yep. it, it's not a matter of if it's coming. They know no, it's it coming. Is. That's yep. why they're talking about the the bail-ins. And so at the bottom paragraph, it says, the fact is that most bank depositors are, the the important thing uh, to keep in mind is that banks are inherently susceptible to systemic risk simply because without a lender of last resort, they operate in an illiquid basis at all times. There's no backing for For anything. Yeah. Okay. And they're out there betting money in the, in the derivatives market. Okay. So during uh, the 2008 uh, crisis, 1,200 banks required assistance from the FDIC, and it ran completely out of money. Right now, they don't have enough money to cover, I think it's like 0.018 of the depositor's money. So Almost they, sounds like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, so <laughs> so if, uh, at the, the paragraph right before that, that's according to economic theory, while deposit insurance may increase bank stability by reducing self-fulfilling and information-driven depositors' runs, it may decrease bank stability by encouraging risk-taking on the part of the banks. So when they got rid of the, the, uh, the uh, Glass-Steagall Act, they opened the door up for these guys to go into the worldwide derivatives market and bet your money. Exactly. When before they couldn't do that. They had no. to, they were supposed to have your best interest at heart when could, they took your money and and well, did anything with it. What they did it. was they consolidated investment banking with regular banking right. and True. that turned that into uh, a, a, a basically a big slush fund for gambling. And so <laughs> for, uh, for whatever they wanted. Yeah, so requ- exactly. So so when we go back to the FDIC running, running completely out of money, requiring help from the Treasury. Now, the one rule in the entire Dodd-Frank Act that limits bank from engaging in hedge fund ownership and risky uh, derivatives, the Volcker rule is is on target to be completely repealed, which it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, by a lobbyist group headed by Citibank, J.P. Morgan, and Wells Fargo. They have already succeeded in receiving the extension through 17 for banks, blah, blah, blah. So uh, this uh, and this is, article is not uh, as timely as I'd like, but it's hard to find any information on this stuff that people can actually read. I went through the, the uh, law, and it's, it's, you, you just get lost. So let's, uh, let's go to the next slide. Uh, what do we got on the next one? Okay, so... 
This is, yeah, I want to play this. So now this is from Gregory Manorino. They call him the Robin Hood of Wall Street. And this was a video that was created by Linda Metz. This was last week, uh, February 1st. And so listen to this video. And there's a lot of people that are aware of this. And this guy's a financial guru in the industry. But go ahead and play it, and you'll kind of get an idea of what this is, uh, the problem is. It's a currency problem, people, and you know, cause I've told you from the start, it's a giant Ponzi, people, in a nanosecond it will break your heart. They love to say inflation is peaking, what kind of idiots do they take us for? Let the puppets keep on speaking, I've had enough, can't take it anymore, no more of their dog sh cat. Reptile, bird, bleep it out, it'll still be heard. Sideshow, freak show, meltdowns are coming. Slaves to the system, you better get running. It's a currency problem, people. And you know, cause I've told you from the start. It's a giant Ponzi, people. In a nanosecond, it will break your heart. They love to say inflation is peaking. What kind of idiots do they take us for? Let the puppets keep on speaking. I've had enough, can't take it anymore. No more, you can't make this stuff up. I dare you to try. Imagine my shock, did mummy man lie? Wind them up and float the things out. If you followed my blog, you know what they're about. Let's don't bow Mummy to man is Biden, by the way. Banks. Let's shine the light on their vicious pranks. Is anyone really too big to fail? It's gonna be biblical, like Jonah and the whale. The truth will prevail on an epic scale. Just follow the money trail. It's a currency problem, people. And you know, cause I've told you from the start, it's a giant Ponzi, people. In a nanosecond, it will break your heart. See the freaks on the television. Read the same script over and over again. Watch the MMRI rising. Two freaking 50 is the new line in the sand. Don't build your house on the sand. They issue debt, then they buy it up, then they issue more, and it's all corrupt. Duh! Can they please get a duh, maybe a double duh? Duh, duh? And with that said, I want you to bring it in. Bring it in. You ready? Love each other. Care about each other. Be charitable. People, this guy loves you a lot from the heart. I mean it with all I got. We, we are a team. We're a family. That's enough. So... People are aware of what's going on. Let's go to the next slide, and I'll explain some more of what was said on there. Uh, what the, uh, the the banks have done is built a huge, giant credit bubble that is so of, of such epic proportions that when this pops, see, we don't have currency 
our, 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 our money. We have, we have currency. currency. Yes. And currency is paper. It's just paper. Paper is worthless. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah. we're starting to see that why that the states are moving over into gold and silver, some of them. Yeah, they're not just Wyoming, I believe. There's oh, I've got a list. Like, oh, do you, South I Dakota? I have a list. We've got Utah, Louisiana, West Virginia, Arizona, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Indiana, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, Wyoming, and they they don't have uh, South Dakota on the list for some reason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, but there's different aspects of this. Okay. So this was just voted on on the second, and so the interesting thing here because you can have it voted as legal tender, but in Utah they do this as well. The Wyoming Senate votes to hold, invest, and receive tax payments. In gold, gold and silver. Yep. So you can pay your taxes in gold and silver and invest. So the, the here's the thing is that it amends this because it amends the uh, the prior uh, SF-101 uh, because what it does is now if you have a, a gain on your gold, let's say you buy some gold for $1,000 an ounce and it goes up to 2000 you would in uh, most states be taxed on the $1,000 gain. Especially uh, California. In California, they're going to tax you on it whether you sold the gold or not on this new and proposed wealth tax is what they're trying to do. So they tax you on what you have. Not so. so if you Even a, after you leave the state too. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're trying to do. Yep, they're exactly so, trying to do that with it here in the golden state so why is this a big problem because this is getting to the point where we know there's going to be a pop of this bubble and we're talking in the tunes of just epic proportions here uh and so let's go to the next slide and see what we've got there and just think of what that can do for the states as far as their budgets and stuff and having real money in their hoppers Okay, so this is just another thing on gold and silver, legal tender in, in states. Uh, uh, go ahead and scroll up, and it kind of gives you a capsulized, uh, the states oh, that I just state. listed out, the, the, the Virginia, Louisiana. And each one of them has approval in their legislature. And you can look up all the rules, and you can link this, uh, and it goes to the states and tells you what their laws in different places are. Uh, so go ahead and uh, uh, go to the next slide. All right, now I want to start here with, this is a quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson. And you, in order to understand this, you have to understand what money is. Money is not paper. It is not currency. Correct. Paper yeah. is, this is Thomas Jefferson, paper is poverty. It is only the ghost of money and not money itself. Because they said in the Constitution, we want gold and silver as legal tender only. Anything that you printed right. out had to be backed by gold or silver because that was the real money and the paper was just the representation of, of it the real but, money. yeah because it made it easier to transact with people well it's not even so much the, the paper was easier to transact, transact yes. absolutely but uh that's why they did it but it was also kept people from having to carry the gold around and uh, be subject to having it being stolen right. yeah okay yeah so you, what you're saying is absolutely spot on yeah so let's go let's go to the next slide and this is an interesting exchange. Now, J.P. Morgan, back in the day, was testifying before Congress, and he was asked uh, by one of the congressmen, I want to ask you a few questions bearing on the subject that you have touched this morning as to the control of money. The control of credit involves the control of money, does it not? And Morgan responds with, and this is actual congressional testimony. You can, you can go in the congressional record and look it up. A control of credit? No. <clears throat> But the basis of banking is credit, is it not? 
Morgan, not always. That credit is an is an evidence of banking, but it is credit, not the money itself. itself. Money is gold and nothing else. Okay, so you have to understand that when he said money is gold, that's what money really was is gold. That's it, what it's supposed to be. Well, it still is. That's why if we went back to it. No, it still is. It's money. Well, but, yeah, it's still money. No, yeah. it, it, we're not using it necessarily still, as money it, right. in the United States because we're calling paper currency money, but the real money is the gold. Yeah. Okay? Because you can trade it worldwide in any place you go. You can trade it even now. But it, the problem with the, with the credit that the bank is issuing, like we showed in one of the prior slides, is that they keep issuing credit and charging interest on the credit, and that's lending it to our, our government who's spending it faster than they can buy. So now we've got a, this derivatives what? market that's blowing up, to, right. you know, you know, trillions and quadrillions of, uh, of paper money that's been pulled out of thin air. And now the, the buyers of the last resort are the central banks. Okay. They're buying everything up. They bought the news stations up. They bought everything. So, right. And they're the, the credit, they just pull it out of thin air and just keep it going and going and going as long as, they well, can, because but it's going to crash. Well, it's not going to work. Well, by, you know, uh, Keynesian said that by, you know, using this method, they would uh, confiscate the wealth of all of their citizens by using right. this method. And they've been doing this worldwide through this central banking scheme. So the problem is that when this whole thing pops, all the people that are dealing in these uh, currency of these central banks are going to lose everything that they're holding in the bank and even that they're holding in their safe at home because it's going to devalue everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the problem. And uh, let's go to the next slide. Okay. So this is, this is Lord Acton and Lord Acton, who was a guy back in the 1800s uh, said that uh, power tends to corrupt mm -hmm. and power tends to corrupt. Absolutely. But let's scroll down and see what he had to say about banking. Okay. Ah, uh, a little more. Uh, boom, boom. Let's see. I should. Uh, all right, there. Go back up. Go back. Right there. The issue which is swept down through the centuries and which will have to be fought sooner or later is the people versus the banks. Now, why would he say something like that? Because they're thieves. Well, <laughs> because the bankers were getting control of Europe at the time through this exact same Ponzi scheme. Okay. Now, let's go to the next slide. I just want to show you some things that maybe we should be taught in school, okay? I like that one, Andrew Jackson. I was born for a storm, but the calm does not suit me. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a regret to be rich and powerful. Too often bends the act of the government. They're to dead of vipers. But the bank, well, this is what he said about bankers. You are a den of vipers. I intend to rout you out by the eternal God. I will rout you out. If the people understood the, uh, the rank injustice of our money and banking system, there would be a revolution in the morning. Oh, now, most definitely, yes. Now, why didn't we learn? Did you learn that in school? Did you learn that his campaign slogan was no bank when he was running for president? Did you know that oh, he... Oh, well, they don't teach anything with financial things well, at all in the, school absolutely. that I'm aware of. So my point is that, that we had this bank thrown out of America five times prior to 1913 when we got our central bank. And since 1913... The foothold was gained. Now we've shifted over from gold to the paper. paper, which has got no backing that is being controlled by bankers that issue it at will and charge interest on something that they're pulling out of thin air. 
and that. Otherwise, why? Meanwhile, would... they're collecting the gold. See, we might have inflation, <laughs> but we wouldn't have a national debt. Okay. Right. Now let's go to the next slide, and I'll just show you a couple more things here about Andrew Jackson. Now I pulled all these up here because you know you can see. Uh, you know, let's go to this one down on the left side here. Uh, the bank, uh, Mr. Van Buren, is trying to kill me, but I will kill it. Did you know that he had to walk around the White House with revolvers and there was several attempts on his life? I, I guess they just missed that in the, uh, in, in yeah. the history class. Okay, They can't be talking that stuff. Uh, bank uh, Jackson believes the Bank of the United States favored the rich. Uh, uh, I weep for the liberty of my country in the early days of the successful experiment that corruption has been imp 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 uh, inputted to many... Uh, uh, members of the House of Representatives and the rights of the people that bartered uh, for promises to office. And if you go through this whole thing, you start to see now they've been bad mouthing Andrew Jackson, Jackson in the history books time. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And do, does this start to make sense to you, maybe as to why? Okay. Well, they don't want you to know the truth. That's I, for, because that would open your eyes to what was going on today if you knew the truth from. Back then. I have had men watching you for a long time, and I am convinced that you have used the funds of the bank to speculate in the breadstuffs of the country. When you won, you divided the profits among you, and when you lost, you charged it to the bank. You are a den of vipers and thieves. Well, they're doing this exact same thing right now. You heard them at the beginning speak about this when they said, well, you know, the people who are going to get hurt and the people who are not going to get hurt. Yeah, we have to decide. We got to look at who's going to get hurt and who's not well, going to get hurt. They make speculative yeah. investments yep. that go bad, and who is going to pay for it? It's going to be the depositors and the investors, uh, not the banks. These guys should be absolutely in jail over this stuff. And so, yep. so let's go to the next one. Uh, let's. They see should have already been, uh, you know, called on the carpet for taking the money from the shareholders and doing what they're doing with it. Jackson shuts down the second bank of the United States. October, this is October 4th, uh, is when this was written. Andrew Jackson announces that the government will no longer use the second bank of the United States, the country's national bank, uh, on September uh, uh, 10th. 10th of 1833. He uses his executive power to move all the funds from the bank. Uh, now, this is why they were trying to kill him. These guys don't want you messing with their bank because this is where all of their wealth comes from. There's e there was even a bank war that they're talking about over here. If you go over to and blow this, this comic strip up over on the side here, the bank war was a political struggle, struggle that developed in issuing the recharter of the Second Bank of the United States during the presidency of Andrew Jackson. Is this all starting to come together? Yeah. And now we, he got rid of the bank, all right, and it didn't get re-implemented until 1913, other than a short time during the Civil War uh, when uh, Lincoln, started, Lincoln. Pr started printing greenbacks and won the Civil War. But then he also uh, said that uh, any borrowed money uh, from uh, the bankers, and they said, well, 20% uh, interest, so he started printing greenbacks, had some inflation, won the war. But that's another story. So, so when you start to understand this, what you have to understand is this is not conspiracy theory. This is not conspiracy. Uh, this is conspiracy facts. Uh, and you can verify all of this stuff by doing a little work on history. Now, now we've got a central bank that since, 91, since 1971 was taken off the gold, the gold standard. standard by who? Nixon. Nixon. Now, let's put a little bit together on Nixon. Nixon did the Watergate thing, so he was obviously a crook. And uh, maybe not. Well, uh, now, we've got, now recent, we've got other evidence coming out about that. We've got That's recent recordings 
that he says he knows who killed, killed John. Killed. Yep. Now, John said he wanted to get rid of the, the banks. banks. Okay. Yep. He even started to implement executive order. I think it's one one or zero 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 one, whatever. And, and, to go back to a silver standard yep, he and, did. and get back in there. So now he's shot. Oh, just coincidence, right? Well, then Nixon comes back with these recent recordings that have turned up saying that the CIA was involved. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about that is that he resigns, and who gets who gets uh, appointed? Oh, well, it was Ford. Gerald Ford gets that, appointed. That, that, nobody knew anything about Ford back in the day. But he upheld the position of the, of the Warren Commission because he was on the Warren, Warren Commission, Commission that, that investigated CIA, for, yeah, for the, uh, John. That the CIA had nothing to do yeah. with this. Now, we can run down rabbit trail after rabbit trail, but my point is that there's a ton of facts here that shows you that they didn't teach us about banking and history. And, and how, they still don't. They don't tr teach anything about banking. Banking, the financial world, what's going on, how it works to the children at well, all. And why is this important? Because Thomas Jefferson said that if you allow private banks to issue your currency, you'll wake up homeless in the lands that your fathers conquered through taxes and inflation and the large corporations that will spring up around them. Huh. We're kind of there. So now we're starting to see. Now what are they getting to do? We're getting to go through into a worldwide financial um, meltdown. meltdown. It's already started. Because of the currency that the bank has been printing out of nothing. And you can look at the South Sea bubble. You can look at the, 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 the bubble in France. We did a video on uh, uh, John Law, uh, how he— Yeah, you got some countries that are even not being pegged to the American dollar anymore. They're not. They're, they're pulling themselves off of it. Well, now we're getting to the yeah. point where the dollar is— is is you know they're replacing the dollars the world reserve currency this is all coming together yep. and what's going to happen is our currency is going to collapse and and the uh it's either going you know this either gets solved one way or the other they either inflate the currency till a a, a carton of eggs is fifty dollars and you pay off the debt, which you can't because it can't be paid off. It's right. so exponentially out of control There's, because you're talking, you know, not just $31 trillion for the, the government debt. You're talking about the unfunded liabilities. You're talking all the derivatives. This thing is so out of control. It's in the quadrillions. That's the derivatives market that they're paying in. And so playing in. And so they're going to put all this on the backs of their depositors when this thing goes under. And that would be us. Well, and if you have any retirement any savings? Well, yeah, meaning us, any fashion, uh, fraction of that. Right. They're, so they're going to be taking it from you. You won't have anything. So that is why this is important to, uh, for us to understand is that you have to learn that you, once you see this, now how am I going to protect myself? Why do you think that gold and silver are real money? Because you can't counterfeit them. You can't create them out of thin air. There's no counterparty risk. You can keep them in a coffee can in the backyard and you don't have to go to the bank to get them. Uh, the bank can't, can't profit off that. Okay. The government, uh, uh, can't, uh, create it out of thin air. Uh, it's fungible. It's divisible. It has all these properties that make it money. It's not like, oh, we said gold is going to be money. Money is gold. Like JP Morgan said, because it has properties that nothing else has. It's indestructible. It's finite. You can't just find it all over the ground. It, it has to be dug up. It has to be mined. So it has all of these things that make it money other than this currency problem. Now, why do the the uh, 
central banks want to go to a digital currency because then they'll get rid of this paper system and they will be on a digital currency that they their can, digital currency. Absolutely. Let's, let's make it straight. Their digital currency. It doesn't mean all digital well, currency. F FTX now digital currency can be Bitcoin and other things. I'm talking specifically about central bank digital, digital currency, currency that they yeah. will be in total control of. And if they don't like what you do, what you say, uh, they don't like uh, you know what you post on Facebook or Twitter. They can just set stop. Just and they're doing this in China already. Yeah, this and is they're, not doing, even, they're starting it here with the ESG. And all of that FTX with the digital. FTX was a setup for it. Yeah. Are, are we all well, just uh, conspiracy theorists? Oh, it's all a big conspiracy. And we, uh, well. They're already tracking you so that if you buy certain things or don't buy it or where you got that, that they're starting to monitor you so that they can put that in place with the digital currency. And then they'll say, you know what? Either you do this or you buy this or, or we take it from you. So let's, And you end up with nothing. I'm going to pull this back and end with a couple of, of a little religiousness here. Okay, it says in the Bible that the borrower is servant to the lender. And when was the only time Jesus ever got angry? Oh, it was... Um, At the temple, to, yeah. when he threw out the money changers and he scourged them, scourged them with a whip yeah. because he was so angry. Yeah. Okay, so so the borrower is servant to the lender. Is the root of evil the uh, money? <laughs> no. No, it's the, it's the love <laughs> of, of money. money. Okay. Yeah. So I think when you put this all together, and then we go to, I'll do the that last one. Evil. Is when we, uh, yeah, the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then we go to the last one that I think uh, we want to talk about is render under Caesars, okay? So, uh, oh, we get a lot of the the, uh, the Christians, oh, render under Caesars, is, that's not of this world, okay? Except what they don't do is read the whole passage. It says that when they asked him if he paid the tax, he sensed their treachery. They were trying to trick him into saying that he would not pay the tax, which would break the law. Right, And right, then they yeah. would give him the excuse to crucify him. He said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God, uh, God's. So Caesar's face was on the coin that he would pay the tax in. All right. Our, uh, and that was when we had a king. When we became free, do we still have a king? <laughs> no, we're not supposed to. Okay. We're supposed we're, to be, we're supposed we're, to be sovereign citizens. Right, yeah, we're when supposed the, to be free and sovereign. Right. But we're working back towards the king. Well, when they led all, when they led when Moses led the people out of Israel, he said, "Never let yourselves ever be enslaved again." So, the only time that you render under Caesar's is if you're a slave to Caesar in my opinion, and you render under God, what's God's? Now, uh, you know, got Kiyosaki saying gold and silver is God's money. I'm not trying. I am saying that as much as that I'm saying is if you're a free citizen, you're not supposed to be paying over your money to a tyrannical government that then enslaves you through a monetary system uh, that manipulates right. the currency through paper. Don't yeah. Don't let them have to, total control over your your uh, money. And that, that's, that's why not the, the way it's supposed to be. That's why the Constitution said only gold and silver is legal tender. With that said, uh, I think uh, I think uh, we're going to end it there. And, uh, you know, uh, we don't want to go too religious on you, but we want you to kind of see that there's more to this uh, equation than we're being uh, led to believe. It's been uh, a, a, a big lie on some of it for many, many years. And you need to do your homework yep. and do some studying with money and currency 
in digital world. I mean, protect there's a lot to and protect yourself protect and yourself. your family. That's the, that's yeah, the bottom you know, pull line. Pull back and look at what you got going on, you know, and don't trust anybody to a certain degree, and especially know what you're doing with your own financial pieces. So I would be looking at precious metals to store some of your wealth in because if the money supply collapse and the bank goes under, you might be in trouble. Uh, you might want to store some food. Uh, you might want to get into the alternative. Uh, there is, there is, uh, like Bitcoin. I, I, you know, people do know that I. Well, in I the do alternative. Well, in the alternative. Uh, uh, com- uh, a, a parallel con- economy. A parallel economy. That as is well. becoming yeah. very important. Yeah. We're doing a lot of research on that on the parallel economy that we're going to have to probably rely on in our communities. Very good. All right. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force and force like fire is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. And we'll see you next time. Next time.